Hey everyone, what is up and welcome to the Lifestyle Lifter Show. I'm your host, your online transformation coach, Adrian McDonald, and I help working professionals look, feel and perform better without restrictive dieting. And on today's episode, we discuss four main topics. The first one being, can I still eat foods that I like and lose weight? So I describe the process of how you can actually do this, how our members do this, so they can actually feel like it's just part of their lifestyle and something you genuinely enjoy doing so it doesn't feel like a diet. Secondly, we, we address how do you become a fitness fanatic? It's something I want to build into my lifestyle. How do you change your mindset in order to become a fitness fanatic? So I share some tips there. Third question, this is a huge one now. I've reached my goal weight, how do I maintain it? Okay, so suppose you were in a fat loss phase and you've got down and you're looking at yourself in the mirror, you're looking at the weight and the scales, you're looking at your body composition, you say, you know what, I'm here now, I'm satisfied, I want to maintain this. How do I do this so I don't regain a rebound? I teach you the exact process there, that one's a game changer. And finally, how was life for me in Marbella? So I just recently moved home from Galway, or from Marbella, back home here in Galway. I was over in Marbella for five months, so I just share my um, <laughs> my experiences over there and how the lifestyle was as a whole. Okay, so and um, before we go into this week's episode, just I want to address first of all our fan of the week, and our fan of the week was Kieran, who just listened to last week's episode, episode with Aidan O'Malley, and he goes, "Just listen to your interview with Aidan O'Malley. I enjoyed it. Seems like a very down-to-earth guy. I like the way he said, be your own person.'" Don't follow what someone else is doing. Do your own thing and what makes you happy. So that was last week's episode with Aiden O'Malley. If you haven't listened, definitely check it out after this week's episode, of course. But uh, I just want to acknowledge our fan of the week and thank you all so much for everyone so far for leaving reviews, for leaving ratings and for sending me DMs, letting me know your thoughts on the episode. Um, so please continue to do that. And that is all of the intro notes for this week's episode. So without further ado, here is our next episode of the Lifestyle Lifters show. I hope you enjoy. Welcome back to the Lifestyle Lifters show. Thank you so much for everyone for listening today. We're approaching 1,000 downloads. I was just having a look at my metrics there. So we're getting close to 1,000 downloads. So thank you all so much for spreading the word with your friends, for sharing the show with your friends, for leaving reviews, for leaving comments, for leaving your five-star ratings. Genuinely, it is much, much appreciated. And before I go into today's podcast, I also just want to say um, for anyone who is interested, I did run a free seven day challenge recently. And in our free seven day challenge, look, we don't believe here in quick fixes at all. But it is coming up to summertime. And I just feel some people, especially this time of year, you know, you want to be going out, you want to be socializing. It's kind of harder sometimes, or at least it can be, to maintain your fitness routine. So if you just kind of want a quick win or just kind of, you know, want to feel a bit better in yourself and, and see results and, and feel instant changes, this seven-day challenge is for you because in it, we actually teach you a prime week protocol. What is our prime week protocol? It is the method that we use with all of our new members who start with us here at Mac Lifestyle Fitness. And we've seen some massive, massive changes. In the month of May alone, I mean, we've had three members lose between four to 7.5 kilos inside the first seven to 13 days, just using our prime week protocol. So if you would be interested in the free seven day challenge, um, just shoot me a message on Instagram 
at Mac Lifestyle Fitness and just message me 7DC and I'll know what that means. Um, also, for anyone who would be interested in my free giveaway, um, so I will be providing you, I'll, I'll share the link in the show notes with a recipe cookbook. And, you know, there is this kind of uh, stigma or belief out there that, you know, in order for you to lose weight, you've got to be eating boring foods and it's just got to be the chicken, the rice, the broccoli that everyone says. But it doesn't have to be that way, because in this recipe cookbook, I just share some simple, helpful whole, whole food recipes that you can actually include. And there's no crazy ingredients. You don't need to go to Evergreen to get kimchi or sauerkraut or any of these foods. It's going to be real foods you get in, in supermarkets. All right. Real foods you get in supermarkets. So, um, you know, if you do want that, there's a link in the bio. You sign up, you join my mailing list. I do not send any spam out to you. OK, um, and then in return, I will send you on your free recipe cookbook where the calories, the macros, everything is all laid out for you. We even have some like breakfast, lunch, dinner ideas. And I believe there's even a couple of sauces in there, too, that you can make yourself at home. So if that is something you're interested in, there is a link in the show notes, um, which I'll include. If you just want to click into that link, you'll get access to your recipe cookbook. Now, um, on to enough of the announcement. So on to today's episode. And today I'm going to be addressing a couple of questions. Um, one in relation, one or two in relation to food and lifestyle, and then one just in relation to life in Marbella. So um, I just recently moved moved back home to Galway June 1st again. So as of recording this, the 9th of June 2022, I'm home just over a week. Um, so I'll just go through life in Marbella, maybe towards the end, how I found it, my experience there. But I first want to address um, our first main question, which kind of feeds back into our recipe cookbook. And that is, can I still eat foods that I like and lose weight? This is such a common question. And, and you know what, like there's just such a belief out there that in order to lose weight, it's got to be a miserable process. And unsustainable methods yield unsustainable results. The best diet is the one that you can actually sustain and adhere to long term. So you got to ask yourself, can I see myself following this method long term? And sure, there are phases where maybe you might go for a short term sprint. You know, for instance, around this time last year, I, I went for a, a hard sprint. <laughs> it took its toll on me for about three weeks there coming up to that freaking photo shoot, but it was well worth it. All right. And that was three weeks out of 52 weeks. OK, so a very, very short period of the year where I went for a hard sprint because I probably left myself with a bit too much to do with a bit too soon. But I knew I could have the discipline and muster the discipline to do it. But long term, look, for most of our listeners here, we're not looking to do a photo shoot. We're not looking to be bodybuilders. We're lifestyle lifters. We want to be able to enjoy our lives, socialize with our friends, to look good at the weekends, to be, feel confident in our clothes. And just to have a solid fitness routine that we can rely on, we can fall back on that actually fits into our lifestyle. So in order for do that, I would say, can I? I would say you must include foods that you enjoy so you can lose weight. I'd say it's actually a must because when it doesn't feel like a diet, it's the best compliment we get in Mac Lifestyle Fitness when our clients say, I'm, I'm able to lose weight without feeling like I'm on a diet. It's just more so a lifestyle, you know, something that I just do something that we regularly do. And that is the best approach, in our opinion, to actually making long-term sustainable change, especially if weight loss is your goal. So how do you do this? 
how do you do this? I'm sure we all budget our, budget our, our, our finances. You know, how much income we're earning on a monthly, on a weekly basis, and, you know, balancing that out. You can get your paycheck on a Friday. You can spend it all on Friday night out in the town. Or you might, you know, set some aside. You might save some. You might spend some. Your calories are no different. Your calories are no different, provided you budget them. And instead of seeing it as like a daily caloric goal, what we like to do is, you know, maybe even just look at it as a weekly basis. And I'll just give an example without being too fancy. Um, imagine you're, you know, for you to lose weight, you got to eat 2,000 calories a day and you're in a calorie deficit. Times seven, that's 14,000 calories a week. So provided, you know, Monday to Sunday, you do not go over your 14,000 calories. You can really budget that out. And we find our members, they really like that approach with us because we like to give calorie ranges at Mac Lifestyle Fitness. So for instance, it, let's just say 2,000 was your calorie your calorie goal, we might give you a range of 1900 to 2100, meaning some days where activity is higher, maybe you walk more, maybe you had a hard leg session that we can hit the 2100, maybe even 2200. But then on other days where, you know, uh, maybe you're sitting down more at the desk, it's a rest day, you're not as active, we might just aim for the 1900. But provided by the end of the week, we do not go over 14,000. That is the most important thing. You can lose weight. So calorie deficit is number one. Really, really important. And then eating foods that you enjoy and losing weight. So, so this is where the whole kind of flexible dieting thing comes in. And while flexible dieting, the whole concept is, you know, providing you don't go over your calories, you can eat whatever you want. Uh, and I feel, and, and thankfully so, there is a movement away from that approach in the industry. Because there's people just saying, yeah, sure, I'll just hit a McDonald's, 1,500 calories in the meal, and that's me done. And technically, you can lose weight. But when it comes to improving your body composition, then you are going to look better. And you will look better. You'll have a bit more definition by actually managing and incorporating the type of food that you're eating, making sure that, you know, for the most part, at least, that it's real helpful whole foods. So I just got a message yesterday, actually, off a client who is in a deficit. And he just sent me on, um, sent me on a couple of screenshots of his MyFitnessPal looking for a couple of tips. And I just get, gave him a task. And I'll give you a task as well. I said, draw a line down the middle of a page. All right. And on the left-hand side, you have single ingredient foods. And on the right-hand side, you've got processed foods, foods with more than one ingredient. So an example I'll give is a single ingredient foods on the left-hand side is an apple. An apple is just an apple. You don't need to ask the person in store what ingredients are in this apple. It's just an apple. Whereas an apple juice, you know, there might be some element of an apple in it, but there's also, you know, a lot of added ingredients there too. So I gave him a, I gave him a task where draw that line down the middle and all the single ingredient foods put in the left hand side, all of the um, more processed foods. So the likes of maybe even bread, um, what else did he have? Maybe I think he had like granola, protein bars, those kind of foods. Put those in the right hand side. And ideally, 80% of your foods should be on the left hand side, i.e. real whole, helpful whole foods, and 20% on the right, which are more processed foods. So that's just kind of a nice way to, yes, being in a caloric deficit is important, but then you got to look at the macros as well. You know, your protein intake, that's important. And your micros, good quality micronutrients too, just so you can actually feel good too. 
because you don't want to just lose weight and feel miserable. Like, sure, you can hit a McDonald's, but you're not going to have the energy to do anything. And if you're a lifestyle lifter, you want this to be long term sustainable. You probably have a job that you work in that you want to perform well at too. So if you really want to maximize and perform to your potential and you are in a deficit, you've got to be making the right food choices too. And that's just where being strategic, trying to include more real helpful whole foods most of the time, and then microdosing and supplementing in your, your, your foods that you enjoy so it doesn't feel like a diet. So just a, a, a story to share, actually. We had, a, we had a coaching call about a fortnight ago, and I, and I remember before I was saying, you know, he's been eating really, really well, and he's, you know, he's lost a lot of weight. He said his jawline is coming in. He's seen his diet and face. He's getting compliments off his friends and fair play to him. Fair play to him because he was out. Um, he's he's living abroad at the moment in the UAE, and he was out maybe five out of the first six weekends. But you know, he still stay consistent, and he and he has been losing weight and seeing results. And just in a coaching call, he was he was asking me, you know, is it okay if I have a bit of chocolate there every single evening? And I said, you know, absolutely, absolutely, because by by him having that bit of chocolate every single evening. It's something that he enjoys. It's something that he looks forward to. Something that he kind of, he, he, he wants towards the end of the day. And it just, it helps him then with the number one rule of dieting, the most important element, which is adherence. Okay. If you can adhere to it, it doesn't feel like a diet. And for him, just having that bit of chocolate, that's enough for him to keep him satisfied, um, to keep him, you know, consistent and to keep him to lose weight while including foods that you enjoy. So, can you eat foods you like and lose weight? Absolutely. And finally, you know, a great book I'm reading at the moment, um, The Everyday Hero Manifesto by Robin Sharma. And he had a great quote in, and it says, restriction leads to addiction. The more you tell yourself you can't have something, the more you'll crave it. So instead of having, you know, an all-out binge at the weekend, I would say microdose your treats and have them every single day. So you don't need to have that binge at the weekend. It's just something that you do. All right. Um, question number two, how do you become a fitness fanatic? I was never one to really enjoy exercising. So I'd like to understand how to change your mindset around that in order to. Around that, sorry, in order to need it or feel like needing it. Yeah. So essentially, how do you build exercising into your lifestyle? Um, so a, a first a first question to address here is why are you actually doing this? Like, why do you want it as part of your lifestyle? Why do you why do you want it like we all want to be healthier, but like it's it's the feeling, it's the emotion that that's going to give you. That's the reason. That's the reason why you actually are doing something. So you got to ask yourself, dig deep. Why do you want to do this? And that's important. And for me, you know, they do say we, we take we make decisions based on two things to get out of pain or to move towards pleasure. Tony Robbins, that's what he always says. Move away from pain or move towards pleasure. And for most people, it's get out of pain, but it's also maybe moving towards pleasure uh, or a combination of both. And for me, for instance, when I started my transformation journey, it was definitely more so to get out of pain. Freaking hell, I just did not enjoy wearing short sleeve t-shirts in a night out with skinny arms, um, being pushed around, playing football, um, just kind of feeling insecure, lacking confidence in my clothes, lacking confidence even to speak out in a group socially, socially um i probably wasn't the most sociable and just felt a bit shy didn't really feel secure in my own body and didn't feel confident in myself and you know i'm sharing that i've no problem sharing with 
that with you now. 10 years ago, you know, when I started my journey almost, <laughs> I wouldn't have, I, I mean, if you told me I'd be doing a podcast, I wouldn't have had the confidence. I, I wouldn't have the belief and I, I'd laugh at you because I lacked a lot of confidence then. So why was I doing it to get out of pain? And then as a result, you do move towards pleasure when you start seeing yourself look better, feel better, perform better. Okay, so just have a deep reason for why you want to do this. What's the feeling you want to attach to? And for me, it's it was just more so like, just get out of that kind of detach from that insecurity and move towards being more confident. That's the, and what's the emotion that I wanted? I wanted, I guess I, I just wanted to feel kind of proud of myself and prove to myself that I actually could do it and that I am no different to anyone else. So you got to dig deep there now and understand why do you want to do this, number one. Number two, then, um, when it comes to building this into your lifestyle, it's important you have routines and rituals in place. So, for example, I'll always set out my workout gear the night before. So I don't, it's one less thing I need to think about. All right. Um, I'll have a plan to follow. So I don't need to be making it up as you go along. I mean, the worst gym sessions are the one where you go in with 101 different thoughts and ideas, but no concrete plan. And you come out saying, what did I actually do there? What did I spend the last hour doing? Because you have no concrete plan. So make sure you have a plan to follow. You've got some good routines in place. And then it's just the outcome then of, or, or the process of, of mastering the art of showing up. If you can really get dialed in on the process, the act of actually doing it, just get really, really good at showing up and detach away from the outcome. That is such a powerful way. James Clear speaks about this in his book, Atomic Habits. So outcome-based goals, look, everyone who, everyone has the same outcome when it comes to health and fitness. I want to look a certain way. We all have a visual of how we actually want to look. But how come very few people achieve that? So it's not the, the problem isn't with the goal itself. The problem is with your process, what you're actually doing to get that goal. Now, what is the process? It's actually pretty simple of achieving any fitness goal. It requires some element of exercise. It requires um, an awareness of the food that you're eating. And then probably some element of accountability and support as a bonus. But that's not necessarily food and exercise are, you know, they're the two say, staples. So if you can just make it a process of showing up and getting really, really good at showing up to the gym, whatever amount of times a week you're able to commit to, four times optimally, three to four times. And then if you can, going back to the question number one, if you can ensure then that you're eating the right kind of foods, you're eating the right amount, you know, you're in the calorie deficit and the type of food that you're eating, we go back to that 80-20 principle. If you nail those two things, all right, eating, you know, good quality foods in the right amounts and you're training three to four times a week, that is the process. And by just focusing on the process, guess what happens? You will get to your goal. All right. So just dial in the process, what needs to be done in order to get you there. And then that's how you build your identity. That's how you build your confidence. All right. Confidence comes from keeping the promises you make to yourself. And then this really does build your confidence from the inside out when you start seeing changes in yourself, because guess what? You crave more, you want more. Okay, so that's how you kind of build the identity. Why are you doing this? 
have some good routines and rituals in place. Focus on the process. All right. And, and just take things from there then. Great question. Now, number three, I've reached my goal weight. How do I now maintain it? Wow. What a great question. And look, I don't really like kind of diet. Um, th there's a lot of different stats out there. I think that the most recent one is like 96% of people who lose weight fail to keep it off. I'm not sure how accurate that is, but I do know that there's quite a high percentage of people who lose weight. They do regain it and, may and maybe even add some on some stage. So why does that happen? Why do you rebound or how do you rebound? So when you eat your, when you reach your goal weight, not eat your goal weight, when you reach your goal weight, it's important to understand that your calories, your maintenance calories are going to change. So let's just say you were 80 kilos when you started dieting, you dieted down to 75 kilos. Your maintenance calories at 80 kilos, we'll just say were 2,500. In, in order for you to maintain your weight, you had to eat 2,500 calories when you weighed 80 kilos. But when you get down to 75 kilos, it's important to understand that generally a lighter body burns less calories than a heavier body. It makes sense that someone who, is, who weighs more, and obviously body composition and how much lean muscle mass you have needs to be taken into account. But just in general, Somebody who weighs more is going to need to eat more calories than someone who's a bit lighter. Okay, so therefore, let's apply this to our weight loss. If you are to lose weight, and when you do lose weight, you got to understand that your metabolism changes and your maintenance calories change. So for the person who is 2,500 maintenance calories at 80 kilos, maybe when they get to 75, it could be 2,300. So that's the first thing to understand. Secondly, what most people do is when they do, when they do get down to a goal weight, it's what we call, it's what a mentor of mine um, taught me, a great term. We all reach that test of success. What happens when we reach your goal weight? Do we become a bit complacent? We step in the scales and we're freaking delighted. Do we go out in the town that night and drink cocktails and get takeaways and do it again the next day and do it again the next weekend because we've arrived. Because if we do that, you know, it won't be too long before the scale and the weight shoots back up again. So what happens to a lot of people, it's actually just more so the lifestyle that we go back and we resort to eating the way we did pre-dieting when our maintenance level of calories were higher. When when we before we made that change so you got to understand that when you do lose weight do not resort back to eating the same number of calories you would have eaten pre-dieting because you you'll likely regain it a bit faster that's the first thing and secondly don't let the test of success get to you when you do lose weight it's it's a term ed might let users be blissfully dissatisfied absolutely delighted that you got there but hungry for more thirsty for more let's keep it going now let's freaking go let's keep it going celebrate the wins but don't let yourself be complacent don't stop doing the boring and basic stuff that allows you to lose that weight that's really important 
So now, what is our approach um, that we use with our members at Mac Lifestyle Fitness when our clients have reached a goal weight? So what we like to do is it's an approach called reverse dieting. So imagine you were in a 12-week dieting phase. It might take you 12 weeks then to reverse out of that. So how does this look like? What's this look like? So as I was saying, your maintenance calories, they do change as you lose weight. And imagine, you know, your calories, um, you were in a deficit for 12 weeks where we reduce your calories by 50 to 100 per week. So let's just say we reduce your calories from 2,500 and we reduce them by 50 a week for 12 weeks. We reduce them um, five times 12, that's by 600 calories. So by week 12, by reducing your calories by 50 a week, we may have got you down to 1,900 and now you've lost a nice bit of weight. Where do we go from here? So if you want to now maintain that weight, our goal is to get you back to maintenance as fast and sustainably as possible. So if we've been dieting for 12 weeks, we might reverse diet, diet you out of that phase for 12 weeks where we now, instead of decreasing your calories by 50, we might increase them by 50 to 100 per week. So week 13, you might go 1950. Week, week 14, you might hit 2000. Week, week 15, you might go to 2050, 2100. You get the idea. It's a process called reverse dieting. And this is just a, a great way I find and we find for members to be really happy with their results after you know they've, they've leaned out, they've toned up, they've lost the weight and then be able to sustain and maintain that going forward. And now look, will you gain a bit of body fat by doing this? You will. But reframe that body fat as actually packing on a bit of muscle. It's just a nice mindset shift because you're also feeding your body. You're adding fuel to the fire again. And, you know, you're, you're increasing your metabolism after that diet and phase. So we just find after you've reached your goal weight, how do you maintain it? You try to reverse diet out of it slowly and sustainably and get back to your new maintenance calories. That's really important now. Get back to your new maintenance calories. So in the example I gave at the start, your new maintenance calories are 2,300, not 2,500. If you go back to your 2,500 maintenance calories, you're technically in a surplus, not a deficit. Okay? So I hope that makes sense. That's how, um, how to maintain your weight after, you have, after you've reached your goal weight. And then finally, last question, how was life in Marbella? So for anyone who didn't know, I moved to Marbella um, in January, and I just moved back home, back home here in Galway, and um, the start of June. So effectively five months over there, and oh my God, I absolutely loved it overall. Like wow, I absolutely loved it. And God, I I was in like such a, I was in a really great routine there, um, back home in Galway. But say for the last couple of years, but you can kind of just like get a bit comfortable too in your own routine. And just like see every day, every day kind of blended into itself. And I remember asking myself at the end of 2021, what really stood out for me this year? Because I know what COVID too was challenging. And, you know, I would say my sister's wedding. I'd say my photo shoot, a few other things here and there. But I didn't have too many different experiences. So just moving abroad, it just, wow, it just really broadened my horizons. And you got to understand, and I got to understand there's a world out there to be seen. And I want to see it. 
And, you know, when you actually put yourself out there in a different culture, meet new people, you realize that there's so much more to life and there's there's so much more things that you can be doing that that you don't just get by living in your hometown you know for all your life so for me I absolutely loved it and and what I really loved like I loved the sun for instance especially the last couple of weeks there now um I mean it does make a big difference and I try not let it get to me because you know technically the weather is out of our control we kind of control the weather on a daily basis but we can't control our mindset but it does it does make a difference when you're waking up to that sun when you're able to get steps in and go for a lovely walk and in the blistering heat when you're just going around in t-shirts and shorts and you're drinking nice cool drinks you know there's a lot to be said for that so that really i found has helped with my mood okay um i loved the gyms over there unbelievable gyms and now that I'm back training the home gym, I, I need to join the gym again. I know I do because I just love that social interaction too. When you're in the gym, you're surrounded by like-minded people and, and people who just lift up your mood and that's important. You know, so I really love the gyms over there and, and met some great people too. Like I met Rob Lipsish, such a genuine down-to-earth guy. Like I know he's got whatever, over half a million, probably 700,000 followers huge youtube audience too but just such a genuine guy you know met him at the gym um got a photo in with him um one day i was just walking out and, and i saw a 161 car and i said well this can only be one person because um i i know that he did import his car and bring it over to marbella he stopped by you know had a chat and just so genuine and down to earth so the people out there i met also um sean fitness um, and Sean Casey, like two, two, two young Irish guys doing great work in this industry as well. And again, just such great people over there. So I absolutely love Marbella. Um, really great people over there. Love the weather, love the food as well. The paella, absolutely gorgeous. Um, re really, really enjoy the food and, and just, you know, having access to so many different restaurants and everything within walking distance it was fantastic. So that's what I loved. Um, some downsides, I guess, to it. So I, as good and all as the weather was, this was my own fall now. I went over with the belief because when I went to California a couple of years ago for the summer, it didn't rain once. And I just assumed that it did not and it would not rain over there. And I was wrong. And it rained quite a bit, quite a bit more than more than the norm. They do say, you know, 300 days of sun in the Costa del Sol, but there was a lot of rain, actually. And I guess just when you have that expectation that the weather is going to be perfect and when it wasn't perfect, it, it kind of like it can kind of again, it's out of my control. and It's my own fault, but it can get to you. So a couple of days there, I got absolutely drenched walking back from the gym. So that was one thing, one downside, just. I, I should have managed my expectations and realized that it wouldn't be sunny year round. Number two, I missed my car. <laughs> um, as high and all as my step count was, I mean, come 9, 10 a.m., your steps could be up to 10,000 a day already done. And that's really effective for just with the fat loss too. But I did miss my car at times. Um, definitely, you know, if you want to kind of go out and, and because the public transport system there is not great.
There's no train line, for instance, in Marbella. You got to go to Malaga for the train. So you can just get around by buses or, or Uber um, or taxi. And then another thing that I found sometimes difficult. So I would have went over with a buddy of mine and we lived together for the first eight weeks. And then for the final, whatever, 12, 14, 12 to 14 weeks, I would have lived on my own then. And I'm probably, so introverted people, they like to keep to themselves. Extroverted, they're really social, sociable and outgoing. And then ambiverts are in the middle, you know, and I consider myself to be an ambivert, but probably more on the introverted side, because I do like, I, I love having time to myself and just being alone, but I also love socializing and being out and meeting people and, and going for food with people. And there were some days there where I found that challenging because obviously, you know, I run my own business. I work for myself. And there are days where I, I'll just be on the laptop all day and outside of maybe who you might meet in the gym in the morning or who you might bump into in the coffee shop if I brought my laptop with me, you wouldn't really be chatting to too many people because you're just kind of working. So I did find that hard. And again, that's just, that's nothing on Marbella. I mean, if you're in New York City, the exact same thing can happen. If you're in the biggest city in the world, but you're, but you're, but, but you're not interacting with as many people as you'd like, you know, it can feel lonely. And I did find that at times just because the nature of the work that I'm in, the fact that I'm working from a laptop and the fact that I that I was over there for the last 12 to 14 weeks on my own. And I did meet so many great people over there. But there were days where I found, you know, it was kind of tough, just kind of, you know, grinding, working away and and not having someone to kind of chat away to towards the evening time. So that was just that was just something that I found challenging. But overall, what a fantastic experience. And, you know, I'm kind of at a phase now where I'm thinking, where to next? Probably will be home in Ireland for maybe the summertime. But my plan is, um, my birthday is in October this year, but my plan is to move away again, maybe August time again, August, September, October, November, and, and come home again for Christmas. I don't know where yet. But I do know that climate does make a difference. So maybe Spain, maybe Barcelona. Um, I'm not really sure. But um, absolutely, you know, such a great experience. Love Marbella. Great lifestyle over there. Great people, friendly people. And the sun was fantastic too. Okay, so that is all for, for this week's episode. Hopefully you got some value out of it. Um, a combination of how to include foods that you enjoy to fit into your lifestyle how to become a fitness fanatic. And, and that last question we addressed there, how to, um, how to maintain your weight after a fat loss phase. I mean, you know, that's worth the free admission of this podcast alone. That's a, that's a really important one that you got to nail if you want to keep the weight off long-term. Um, so that is all for this week's show. Um, thank you again for everyone for listening. And please, if there's one thing I really would appreciate if you're to leave a five-star review, a five-star rate, all right? Um, would really and, and just you know pay the small fee and the fees is if you got some value out of this if you learned something if it made you laugh if it changed your perspective and anything just share the show share it with your friend tell a buddy of yours at work um, listen to the podcast and post a screenshot and tag me at Mac Lifestyle Fitness and I'll reshare it and if you didn't get value fair enough don't share it but if you did get value just please pay it forward that, that's the only fee that I ask. The free admission, um, I, I don't run ads or anything towards this. Um, so please just pay the fee 
um, share with your friends, tag me at, take a screenshot and tag me at Mac Lifestyle Fitness on your Instagram stories and I will repost it. And if you are interested then in getting your free recipe cookbook, I will post a link in the show notes. Or if you want access to our Prime Week protocol, just shoot me a message on Instagram, 7DC, and I'll, and I'll send on the, the Google Drive link over to you. So that is all for this week's episode. Thank you all so much for listening. I hope you got some value out of it. And just have a think about it again. I always like to end, you know, what are your one to three takeaways? What's one thing you're going to implement? Is it going to be budgeting out your calories better towards the end of the week? What one of our clients like to do is he likes to lower them Monday to Friday. So even if he does go out the weekend, he's got a bit more leeway. Is it going to be the importance of, you know, following a plan, having a routine to follow? Is it going to be that little task that I shared with you where you draw a line down the middle, the 80-20 approach, and just analyze off your foods that you've eaten today? How many are single ingredient versus process? Or is it going to be something along the lines of, okay, I've lost my weight now, and this is how I maintain it. Or finally, I might just change your perspective on traveling and just trying to get out more. Definitely moving abroad, definitely has done that for me, and it's something I want to do more of. So everyone, Lifestyle Lifters, peace out. Thank you all so much for listening. And until next week, I hope everyone has an awesome week.